Jerusalem was a shaking. Pentecost had arrived.
might be seated just a moment if possible. Hallelujah. I believe anybody could preach tonight. Hallelujah. Some of you I've never met before. Some of you I have, and I'd like to say hello again. And I'd like to thank you. Try to keep my emotions in check, but I, I would like to thank you for every prayer that you have prayed for me. And every time that you have called my name, we have a wonderful God. Amen. I'd like to thank this church and especially the pastor for being such a friend. <clears throat> when they gave me a death sentence about 16 months ago, Brother Tim never wavered, never took a sidestep. In my worst days, he was right there with me, and I'd like to say thank you, Brother Tim. Thank you so much. For those that don't know, I was diagnosed with cancer uh, <clears throat> on December the 22nd of 19. The Lord spoke to me and said, if you'll trust me, I will use you like never before. I didn't know what was getting ready to happen. But in a few days, I began to feel a little, little something going on. And so we, so we went to the doctors and the doctor began to check and he closed the door and he said, I, I'm getting ready to send you down a dark road. And I didn't know what kind of road it was getting ready to get. And you know, this message has everything in it. And when Brother Random is talking about cancer, you remember it was brought up in the cave. And so when Brother Random begins to talk about cancer and how it runs and how it hides and how it operates and lives on living cells, and that's how it perverts. And one will grab another one and another one. It's like Brother Branham is the greatest doctor that there's ever been. Because I heard those quotes over and over again from the phenomenal team of doctors that I have, have had through the time. They would discover it. They thought it was in my prostate. But it was not. But it was in my lungs. It was in my lymph nodes. My lungs were full. One of the doctors, as he was doing a biopsy, he was rolling me around and he was doing different things and it was extremely painful. And he just finally came around the machine and he said, Ron, he said, I know you think, he said, I know you think that you being a preacher, they, we can't find it. But your lungs is so full, we want to make sure that we get the right piece. <clears throat> and then he prayed with me. And I thought that was phenomenal. In a few days, we would have another test that would say I had no brain cancer. And within 30 days, we would have another one that I would, that I would have uh, three major brain tumors. And one would be the size of about of a lemon. And it was just before, it was just before that that 
Brother Tim and Brother Donnie Reagan came to my home. And when they came at a pivotal time, because as you know, cancer has a tormenting devil with it. And I don't care if you're the greatest preacher in the world or whatever you are. That demon works on your flesh. And, and it just seemed like we couldn't have a conversation in our home without, without that thing just tormenting me. Brother Tim and Brother Donnie came to my home, and it was a surprise visit. And they came to my home, and they stayed a couple of days. And, and on the first night, I asked for prayer. And that tormenting devil left that moment. To God be the glory. We would have surgery in a few days and, and have uh, one of the largest. My, I would go blind on my left side, both eyes, and, uh, and my, uh, I, I would have a, the tumor removed because it was busting. And, uh, and the doctor just said it was a complete miracle that it was even found. <clears throat> Through the whole thing, we started on chemo treatment, and we continue on chemo treatment today, twice a day, and uh, had its difficult times for those that's had cancer here in the building. You know, you, you know the process that you go through. But I have continued to believe that God's greater than cancer. I will be going home for another brain scan on next Wednesday morning because they've moved it up and they feel like some activities going on and they want to have that done quicker. And uh, here's what I'm believing and here's what I'm going to confess. You're going to see a miracle tonight, the miracle that I'm here. But what you can't see is what I believe that God's going to do in this building He's going to dissolve two tumors about that size while I preach. Now, I wanted to share this one more thing before we go, and you can continue to stand. But the last time that I stood in this pulpit, I spoke a sermon called, Take It Back. And it was a very prophetic sermon, me not knowing what was getting ready to happen, that Satan was getting ready to rob me of my health and place a death sentence on me. They gave me four months to live. I wrote out my funeral plans. I literally did because they asked me to do it. I wrote out my funeral plans. And, and I don't think that's an appointment you're going to need to take, Brother Tim. I don't think you're going to preach my funeral. I, 
I don't, I'm sorry. We're just not going to have that. I'm sorry we're not going to have my funeral. <clears throat> but in, the, in that service, we talked about how that, that Amalekites took all of David's goods. And he stood there walking on the ashes. And there came a time where God said, go after it. Pursue it and overtake it and take it back. So I've returned to take it back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Tim first told me that they were going to quietly do this meeting and I I couldn't get it off of my heart. I thought, I got to go. I got to go. And I told him, I said, I want to come. And so he quietly invited me to come. And I accept the invitation. I think I'll preach it a little while. Is that okay? enjoyed this meeting already. Amen. 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 Maybe you have a need on your heart tonight that you'd like to say while he's passing by this way. Do you know it don't take but just a moment for him to come to your pew. Maybe it's not cancer that you have fought the last year. But there's been some real things. Because the devil's a real devil. But I bring you news tonight. He's a loser. And because of who you are as children of God, you've got promises. Now, you know, it would be, be different if Brother Brandon was here and he'd call your name. Maybe tell you where you're from, but you already know that. And you know what you're struggling with. And the same angel of the Lord is in this building even now. I feel him very near. And I'm very sacred with that. He knows, Brother Philip, what you need. He knows exactly how to touch your heart. Now, all he needs is an invitation to your house. Your house. Right here. Why don't you just ask him, Father, I've made all of this travel. Now sitting right where I'm at now. Would you just sweep by my way? Oh, Brother Ron, but I've been disappointed and my life has been almost destroyed. Well, that's Satan's job. But I want to announce to you that morning's coming. Morning's coming. Hallelujah. I want you to invite him. 
inviting. Lord Jesus, just now as we feel your presence, even now at this stage, we say that with all the sacredness that we can say. It is you that has preserved our life. And we stand with victory and testimony in our hearts. Lord, just now I ask you that you would touch every hand that has been lifted, every heart. You see every need in this building. There's nothing impossible with you, Father. As we heard this morning, where were you, Job, when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you? When I wrote your name in the book, I thought of you. Lord Jesus, Lord, we ask you to come very near to every one of your children tonight. Lord, this is more than a service. This is a vision fulfilled. Now, Father, this is your service. I surrender myself to you. I admit that I need your strength now tonight. I need your stamina. I need you to touch my body. And I come under expectation. I didn't make this trip in vain. I came to the greatest brain doctor in the world. I've sat for phenomenal hours in doctor's offices over the last year. Lord, I stand in the great physician's office now. And I pray that you would borrow this body and give it a temporary resurrection. Speak through it tonight. And while you're speaking through it, Father, dissolve brain tumors. Dissolve lung tumors. Dissolve every ounce of cancer in this body. The way that you dissolve sin in this body. It's the same power of the blood of Jesus Christ. You were wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. You took those stripes that I could be healed. This audience could stand in your presence as the redeemed queen of heaven. I ask you now that you would take the uppermost seat. Father, we don't come to give any human being credit for anything. It's all yours, dear God. Lord, we ask you now to touch our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. If you'll turn with me in your scriptures, thank you for letting me have a moment there. Hope that was all right. I, I didn't ask permission, but I hope that was all right. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1, then Psalms 23 and verse 1. <clears throat> I'd like to speak to you tonight on morning is coming. You see, 2,000 years ago, this night, the clock was ticking. But in another realm, there was a lot going on. Yes, 
I'd like to talk about that realm for a little while, if we could. Satan's very nervous. He knows what happened. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Psalms 23 and verse 1, it's familiar to us all. <clears throat> the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside of the still waters. He restoreth my soul. And he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I'd like for you to read this next with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Let's just continue. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You may be seated. Psalms 24 says, The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in the, his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that they, that thy face, O Jacob, Salah, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and, and O be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Andrew was quoting it this morning, Psalm 16 and verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices and my flesh shall rest in hope for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Isaiah 53. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground and he hath no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that there should be desire of him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, 
acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Let me just say this to the scriptures that I have just read to you this afternoon. Shake the kingdom of hell. They are not poetic scriptures just to be read for poetry to make you feel good. Two opposing forces come together. We just happen to be on the winning side. When a believer reads those scriptures and knows where he stands and where he is, he becomes an invincible army on the earth. It's not based on your feelings. It's not based on what you're looking at. It's based on a covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ. Brother Brown said, what is it? He says, I've walked out and looked at the great morning star as she begins to move yonder. What does the morning star say? The morning star is only reflecting the the supreme light of the sun coming. Is that right? That morning star, the reason it's so bright, you know why it is? The sun is so much closer to it. It's pressing on. That morning star hails the coming of the sun. Then he turns to the audience and says, All right, you morning stars. It's time to go hailing his coming. Shine morning stars, rise early. It says the sun will soon be here. He says, and when we see that morning star of God rising and shining the glory of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it shows that supreme one is pressing on. The lights are gathering, but the morning staller hollers, hold on, isn't long till daylight. Hold on, it's not long till daylight. Just keep holding on, sister. As Sister Mary Murphy and them used to sing, just keep holding on, daylight is coming soon. Hold on, morning stars are shining the world now, lighting up the world just before the great darkness and the great thunderbolt from heaven, the coming of the Lord. Brother Branham begins to pray, oh, our blessed heavenly Father, tonight we bring thee this audience in the most solemn, sacred solemnity that, that we know how we humbly approach thy throne. And after the message tonight, that great entombment, he never laid there silent. His soul went on into the regions and finished the work of God that he was ordained to do. And tomorrow morning we find out where he went through the realms of, and, of, and conquered everything in his resurrection. But he come out on Easter morning 
for our justification. I want you to remind you that he is our champion. Our president is not our champion. Your movie stars are not your champion. My champion is Jesus Christ. This is it. And I can see him as heavens and the earth are turning black and the rocks are belching. Out of the mountains, the whole heavens and the earth and the stars refused to shine. He conquered it. And when he went down and descended down and he knocked at the door where those souls was lost and the doors came open and those people who laughed and made fun of Enoch and made fun of Noah, I can hear him say, I am that one that Enoch said would come with 10,000 of his saints. I love how Brother Random says that. I am that one. I am that one. Why didn't you believe Enoch? Why didn't you believe Noah? Everything had to know that he'd conquered. And when he shut the doors on them, the days of mercy was passed on down into the lowest pits of hell. He went, he knocked at the city doors of the devil's hell. And the devil comes to the door and we can look to see and there he is. Well, here you are after all. I sure thought I had you when I killed the prophets. I sure, I was sure that I had you when I had John's head cut off in prison. But now after all, you're here. And I can hear him say, straighten himself up, Satan. I'm the virgin born son of the living God. My blood's still wet on the cross and I paid the price. I've conquered. I've come down to take over and strip you of everything that you ever claimed that you had. And he reached over on his side and he jerked the keys of death hell off of him and kicked him back into the place where he belonged. He conquered hell. When he arose, he had the keys of death and hell hanging on his side. What's the church scared about? He conquered Satan. He conquered sickness. He conquered death. He conquered hell. You mind if I just preach a little bit now? You see, 2,000 years ago, he had walked their streets. He'd raised their dead. He'd healed their sick. He had preached the parables. He had showed them who he was. God had became flesh. They hated him. They cursed him. They mocked him. As we would know in this week in history, he would ride on the foal of an ass and they would scream, Hosanna to the king. But the same bunch within a few days will cry for them to be crucified. Satan would anoint his men and government like he's doing today to crucify Jesus Christ again. 
He didn't know what he was doing because he couldn't see the future. But there was a man named Ron Spencer that would have a death sentence on him that would need to be healed by the power of Jesus Christ. Not just heal a man with leprosy. Not just raise the dead of 2,000 years ago. But to be able to heal 2,000 years later. He's as much alive tonight as he's ever been in the face of time. until he was unrecognizable as a human being. They didn't realize as they got so angry and beat on his flesh. And when they beat him until he was unrecognizable to where you could even see the organs pumping on the inside of him, he could have called 10,000 angels because this was the greatest man that ever lived. This is the greatest king that ever lived but he submitted himself and surrendered himself because you and I needed to be healed. We needed to be saved. He refused to surrender. And listen, that's the same kind of resolve that God puts in a believer. We refuse to go back. We refuse to turn around. We refuse to give up. We're not going back. So he might torment you, he might beat you, he may lie in your ear, but you refuse to go back. You refuse to give up. You refuse to turn around. You refuse. Because you know where you came from. And you know where you're going. on his head they mocked him they put a robe on him that they would later gamble for Mary Magdalene runs out in the possession and stops them and says what has he done what has he done but heal your sick raise your dead what has he done what did the messenger of this age do? I'm not ashamed to defend this message. I see what it produces. I'm not ashamed of the prophet of God. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. 
I saw it overcome drugs. I saw it overcome alcoholism. I saw it overcome a lot of things in my life. But I'm watching him now overcome cancer in my body. Don't you tell me God's dead. I'm a living witness. again God raised me up when they said they were going to harvest my organs 12 years ago I'm still preaching with them I want to say tonight and declare to you I am not finished preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ I'm only starting again took his little frail body off of the cross wrapped it and placed him in a tomb but he was only getting started he was only getting started soldiers were standing outside of the tomb and didn't realize he was conquering hell at the tomb it seemed like nothing was going on help me preach but in another region he was dancing down through hell he was going through hell
There was Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all of the men in Abraham's bosom. And Satan thought he had a hold of them. Now as he takes all his wrath upon the, the body of Jesus Christ, he thinks he's just another man. Abraham didn't go to hell to preach. Isaac didn't go to hell to preach. Jesus went to hell to preach. He just didn't go down and hang out with the boys. He had some preaching to do. You turned down my prophets. I sent the prophets to save you, but you turned them down. And the one that they were preaching about is here. I'm standing here. I'm with you now. hell I'm sure there was some rumors going around you know this morning when when Andrew was talking about Lazarus he'd made a trip but in his trip brother Brenham picks up as he's watching he's watching down there Lazarus with Abraham Isaac and Jacob in there and they're talking about Jesus and he said I was just with him the ones that y'all was believing for and you prophesied for hundreds of years that he's coming. He's up there on earth. Hallelujah. And if we could take the word of prophecy, Lazarus could say it like this. In a few days, he's coming down here. And he's not coming down here to stay. He's coming down here to take over. say the rapture's not happening. Just hang around. Just hang around. Morning's coming. I want to tell you something. Morning's coming. You've been waiting on your healing. Morning's coming. You've been waiting on your deliverance. Morning's coming.
the song, get excited about Jesus' is coming. I couldn't be more excited. I get excited about Jesus. He is my champion. Satan says that I'm going to corrupt you. I'm going to corrupt your body. I'm going to corrupt your mind. I'm going to corrupt your attitudes. I'm going to corrupt your thought processes. I want to remind Satan and make a declaration today. He couldn't do it 2,000 years ago when I was in him. years ago when he was on the cross I was in his mind he couldn't do it 2,000 years ago he can't do it now hallelujah hallelujah he ain't big enough he ain't strong enough he don't have enough devils he has been whipped. He has been conquered. He is defeated. over the body of Jesus. Just like he pitched strong demons to try to attack you. Do you still have Jesus? Oh yeah, he's laying here. He hasn't moved a muscle since they laid him here. He's just like any man. The second day, do you still have Jesus? I'd like to report back to you just like yesterday's report from standing where I'm standing. There hasn't a hair moved on his body, but what that devil couldn't see is down in hell. was making some moves and he was watching the time clock sun is getting ready to come up morning is coming morning's coming I preached to the souls in prison I went 
to the gates of hell and talk the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I got one more stop. I got one more stop. I got one more stop. And he opened the gates where Abraham was and Jacob and all the Old Testament believers. They knew he was coming. He told him for hundreds of years, I'm coming. said he's the wheel within the middle of the wheel. That's him. Job said I knew he would come. That's him. Hell was shaking. Hell was shaking. The population of hell was about to be reduced. not going to be but a couple more minutes but I want to tell you something they thought he was powerful up there on the earth but when he turned around to the guards in hell and he looked at him and said turn him loose those guards that had watched over those men and women prophets of the ages had to back their hands off of them they couldn't hold them no longer. I want to make a declaration to you tonight. Young people, you came here to be turned loose and the king of glory is standing in the building and he's looking at the demons of hell that has attacked you and warred with you and fought with you. Turn them loose. Turn them loose. Turn them loose. Turn them loose. Loose them and let them go. It's time for you to take your grave clothes off. Hallelujah. clothes off. Take the captivity slave clothes off. It's time to overcome Laodicea. It's old time. 
It's your time. It's your time. It's your time. This is your moment. Master prayer line right now. Right now, standing where you're at. I want you to rear your shoulders back right now and believe who you are. You don't need me to tell you who you are. God's already told you who you are. As a believer, as a believer, you got more authority than angels in heaven. As a believer, as a believer, you don't have to live in jail no longer. You are not Satan's prisoner no longer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Satan, you're stripped. You are stripped of all your authority in heaven. You have no legal authority over the children of God. You have no power to hold them back. You're defeated at the name of Jesus Christ. I adjure you by the living God. Loose me and let me go. the street right now. I like to fight. Satan sent his best to fight me. I believe God chose his best. for a revival, Derek. That's what you've been calling for. That's what you've been praying for. You've made this journey all this way. It's here for you. It's here for your family. Moms, you brought your son here that he'd be set free from the prison house. You made a journey and had to fight many things to get through it. But he's standing in the presence of God right now. Satan turning loose.
traffic devils, turn them loose. Lust devils, turn them loose. Demon devils, turn them loose. Now I want you to say this with me. I'm never going back. Did you hear yourself say that? I'm never. Suicide, turn her loose. Turn her loose right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You can't have her body. You, sir, that has been disappointed by things of life. Won't you just raise your hands right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You don't have to live under decades of discouragement. Preachers, let me just say this to you. God just didn't say it to me. He said it to you. If you trust me, I'll use you like I've never. It was quiet in hell for the first time as an army started marching. We're not coming back. Abraham told him, said, we're not coming back. We're not coming back. So 2,000 years later, I just want to, if I could preach to hell just for a moment, I'm not coming. I'm not even coming. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. a personal testimony here real quick. Those death buzzers that have been winging over top of me, I want to talk to them. You're not going to get me.
look quiet at the tomb for a while. But hours and minutes, there's an army marching. And they're marching in this direction. And Jesus is getting ready to step back into his body. He turns around and said, would you like to walk through the streets with me? <laughs> would you like to see a few of the old places where you was at? Would you like to see where it's like? Just for a couple of days. We're just going to be here for a couple of days. The reason we got to do this is morning is coming. is about we've been believing this message all our lives and we're getting more excited and more excited and more excited and there's an army that's marching and the reason for our excitement is morning is a coming see Satan's cell phone going crazy. I thought I had him. I thought I had him. I thought I had him. I got their, I got their ID card right here. He was gray-headed. He had on glasses. He walked stoop-shouldered. But this morning, it ain't the same guy. I want you to say it with me and I'm done. Morning is coming. Morning is coming. Say it with attitude. Morning. Complexes can't hold me no longer. Can't hold me no longer. 
can't hold me no longer. All you got to do is meet Jesus one time. And there's not a critic in the world that can turn you around ever again. Because morning is coming. Morning is coming. Morning's coming. Morning's coming. Devil defeated. Morning's coming. Prodigals are coming home. They're coming home because morning is coming. Dad, you've got lost, lost children just now. Raise your hands. I don't care where you're at. Hallelujah. More than a man's in this building right now. The angel of the Lord has swept through this place. The same one that was leading them out of hell will lead your children out of Laodicea. He'll go get them in prisons. He'll go get them in bar rooms. He'll go get them in the honky tonks. The sun is coming up. Darkness is dispersing. Cause morning is coming. yourself off out of your past sins. Quit being a Catholic and quit beating yourself. Whom the blood has set free, they're free indeed. There's therefore now no condemnation to them that were in Christ Jesus. It is over. You're justified as though you never did it in the first place. Stand to your feet. March forward in the name of Jesus Christ and tell him I'm never going back again. I'm not even the same man. It is over. Sound the Jubilee trumpet. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Let freedom ring. Let freedom ring. To God be the glory.
Hallelujah. Good Lord. Good Lord. Good morning. Hallelujah. The sun is up. You're free. Oh, if you're free and you realize the freedom God has placed in your heart tonight, just go ahead and lift your hands and praise Him. Lift your voice and thank Him. Let there be a praise offering like never before in this building of lives that have been changed and touched and set free. Come on, mamas, daddies, praising for your children is coming home. Just go ahead and thank him right now. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead, mothers, thank him for that child God's about to give you. Hallelujah. Go ahead, thank him for the healing he's placed in your body. Hallelujah. Go ahead and thank him for the touch he's given you in his life, your life. Let everyone that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. We bless your name, Lord, and thank you, Father. Yes. There's a thanksgiving of healing right there. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name.
Jesus. 
Oh, how I need. 